here's the thing. Nobody is perfect. We all might think that, you know, Beyonce's got her life together and that J-Lo, especially after that amazing Super Bowl performance, is just untouchable and makes the rest of us ladies mere mortals. But I think that we can universally kind of all agree that those who are vulnerable and those who are real can oftentimes find the most success when it comes to YouTube. And in this episode, me and my guests dive deep into a lot of a lot of different things that have to do with like the psychology of what's going on. And you are not going to want to miss this magic. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Women of YouTube podcast, where we are sharing stories of women YouTube creators in order to inspire other women to start creating. In each episode, we deep dive into why these women chose YouTube to create on, their struggles, their successes, and of course, get real about what happens when you're a female creator on the internet. This podcast is brought to you by TubeBuddy, your best friend on the road to YouTube success. Now let's get into it with your hostess, Desiree Martinez. So in today's podcast, I talk with Angie Atkinson, who has a whole YouTube channel dedicated to helping individuals survive, thrive, and evolve from narcissistic abuse recovery support. She's actually a certified life coach, author, and survivor herself, and she recognizes She has been recognized as an expert in narcissism in relationships and narcissistic personal disorders. She is dedicated to helping you know how powerful you truly are. And the things that we really dive into in this podcast are just, they're really deep and they really kind of make you think about how you can share your message about anything, the issues that people actually have that you can help them through. We've talked a lot in this podcast about how it's almost like your responsibility that if you can help somebody, you should start a YouTube channel to help them. You never know whose life you're going to change and what's going to happen. And your information needs to be there. And whether you are already like super involved in your YouTube channel or you're just getting started or somewhere in between, I have a super exciting announcement for you. I have finally launched the Women of YouTube Facebook community so that us female creators can come together to thrive and grow and share all of the things that come from being a female YouTube creator. This isn't your run-of-the-mill, you know, Facebook group where people just go and like share links and spam and blah, 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 blah. There are already those that exist. But in this group, we're going to have like a monthly training to help you make sure that you are leveling up your YouTube channel. This is a place for you to share your victories, to vent, to ask questions, deep or small, whatever they may be. Share your thumbnails, ask questions, any of the things. We're going to have regular office hours and we're going to be doing AMAs with female YouTube creators so that if you have any questions that you have from different creators that's going to help you level up your channel, they're going to be able to accomplish it for you. I really hope that you will join me over there. I will include the link to that group in our show notes, but you also can find it at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women of YouTube. So I want to dive into this podcast with Angie right away because she has such an incredible story and so many incredible things to help you 
not if like not because you might be going through any sort of like narcissistic abuse recovery and if you are go check out her YouTube channel for sure but if not it's more about her channel is there to really break down like a lot of barriers and misconceptions that you might have around YouTube that can that she's going to totally debunk for you and and break down how to be awesome. So without further ado, let's head over to the interview with Angie. Welcome to the podcast, Angie. I am so excited to have you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, let's let's dive into it like always, guys. So tell us why YouTube. Well, it, it actually happened kind of interestingly. I was a blogger for many years um, and I own a small media company. Uh, publishing, you know, online publishing, stuff like that. And so I had been like on the side, on the side, I was uh, blogging uh, in my personal, you know, blog, because don't all writers do that. Um, <laughs> but I was also building websites and doing social media and all of this for other companies, because that was kind of what I started my company to do. But I always knew that I wanted you know, something more than that, but it's kind of where it was. That's how I was making money. Um, previously, I had been a journalist, so I had some, you know, experience with that and with writing and reporting and all of that. And then I, uh, over the years, I learned, you know, internet copywriting, da da da, uh, web building. I said that already. Anyway, long story short, um, <laughs> YouTube was something that I never thought I would ever do. Um, I had lost a bunch of weight several years ago and I did like a here's my weight loss video video um it's terrible uh but it shows the befores and afters and it's long and no has no voice and, and terrible music and that was the first video on my channel <laughs> and then my channel sat there for f about five years six years um with just that video and so then when I started getting traction on my niche I started to notice that there was this one topic that kept coming up over and over again on my blog as, you know, they were like, anytime I wrote about it, it would be in my top 10 posts. And pretty soon, every time I wrote about it, it was, I would, I would get all the traffic. And then if I'd write about something else, I would get no traffic. Well, I was writing about um, narcissistic abuse and recovery and the psychology around that. And my, um, I'm sorry for stumbling all over the place here. <laughs> um, <laughs> my my readers kept reaching out to me over this one topic asking me could you talk to me about this can you help me with my problem can you this whatever you know or you showed me something i didn't know or you know that sounds just like my life or whatever and so i recognized all this feedback coming through and i recognized the analytics were telling me that if i wrote about anything but this topic i got less traffic <laughs> and i realized there was this hole in in this this niche where people were relating to me on that level and so i went ahead and i jumped into a 30-day experiment and i told myself i'm going to give myself 30 days to focus on this one niche and i went around the internet and i changed all my profiles from you know bliss fire media owner to you know this type of this is what i'm doing well in the meantime i forgot to mention i got certified as a life coach because of this um because people kept asking me to talk to them and i didn't feel qualified to do that and um i had written a couple of books on the topic but i've written a lot of books not just on that topic <laughs> so anyway long story short i did the 30-day thing and at the end of the 30-day thing i had been invited to to do a summit 
um, with John Gray, among several other people. John Gray, the guy that was on Oprah that wrote Mars and Venus and all that stuff. Okay. I don't know if you, you might be too young to know, but it was a big deal I, to I, me. I remember. Mama. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so it was a big deal to me. I thought it was an honor. So I did, I, I went ahead and decided I was going to do another 30 days <laughs> in the niche uh, because it was like two or three weeks out from the day I was asked. So I did it. And basically at the end of that 30 days or before the end of that 30 days, another opportunity came up where I was speaking somewhere. And long story short, like that began a string of several 30-day experiments, <laughs> which eventually led me to YouTube. By then I had decided I was doing this niche. Uh, it was working. And I went ahead and I jumped on YouTube. I started doing basically like article videos where I was just sort of reading my articles and having like slideshows and stuff uh, with, with the, the words. <laughs> it was very lame. And people started to be like, why aren't you showing your face? And I thought, because nobody wants to see all this. But... <laughs> They did. So I showed my face and uh, the rest is history, I guess. I guess why YouTube? That was a really long answer. Here's the short version. <laughs> because, Too long. Did it read? Short version. Go. Right. <laughs> short version. Um, I, it was just something I tried and it worked. Um, before I knew it, I was, you know, I, I had a thousand subscribers and this was back before you could not monetize. You know, I was monetized from the beginning, um, even though that was kind of useless in a way. Um, <laughs> So long story short, that's it. I just, I tried it to see if it would work and it worked. <laughs> well, okay. So first of all, let's just take a moment to talk about how I love that you tested and I love that your audience essentially pushed you into this and it's obviously right. been something that's like truly great for you. So two things you guys now to know. Number one, I found Angie because we're in a couple Facebook groups together about YouTube and she was bragging rightfully so humble bragging about her hundred thousand subscribers she got her play button her silver play button and I am so proud of you and excited for you so again congratulations on that thank you and then I would like number two I have the question that we probably are all dying to ask what is a narcissistic abuse recovery support like talk to us about like what that is and how your channel helps people with that. Okay. So the type of abuse, narcissistic abuse, is, is what, it's very subtle. And it's so subtle that you might not even know it's happening to you, which I know sounds ridiculous. But what happens is that these people, they sort of, they make you feel like you are not uh, right in any way, shape, or form. Like everything about you is wrong, you're not good enough. And they make you feel like you are always the problem when in fact, it's actually mo most of the time. I mean, look, nobody's perfect and I'm not implying that at all, but what you have is a bunch of people who are codependent, um, who tend to be also very like empathic where they're very, um, highly sensitive people, you know, they feel deeply and they feel other people's feelings almost like me. What, I don't know if this is you Desiree, but when I walk into a room, sometimes I, the vibe, <laughs> you know, you can cut it with a knife or, or it'll give you chills or it'll excite you, you know, whatever people are feeling around you. Anyway, this is what you have. And so, so you have these people who are, who become codependent due to relationships that, you know, they grew up with. Usually their parents have been abusive or neglected, neglectful. And then you have, and this could be physically, mentally, or otherwise. And then you have, so they feel not good enough. They feel like they're, they don't, I didn't even feel like a real person. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any sense. And then you get into these toxic relationships with 
people that we're calling narcissists. And, and we're talking about people with narcissistic personality disorder or people who might fall somewhere on that cluster B spectrum, which is, you know, psychopathy, uh, sociopathy, narcissism, all, all of that. Um, so they have no empathy. And so they treat you like they have no empathy and you, you accept it because you have no self-esteem and long story short, it becomes this toxic mess that too many of us call life. But when somebody comes forth and says, Hey, you know, it's not okay that they treat you like X, Y, Z, or, or they come forth and they say, you know, <laughs> if you're questioning, you find yourself questioning, like who you are, you question your own thoughts and your own ideas and your own perception of the world because of this gaslighting and abuse and all that. So what, what I do is I show people, I have this uh, thing I call this duo with the duo method, discover, understand, overcome. So I show people here is, you know, what narcissistic abuse looks like. And then, and then I show them, here's how, here's why they do that, right? This is, this is why they behave that way. This is why you allow this. This is why, you know, how you got here, how they got here. And then I show them, this is how you get out of that. This is how you overcome that and become, you know, yourself or find yourself maybe for the first time. And then I try to help them go to the next level and evolve into something that they want to be. So. Okay. <laughs> so this sounds like a very deep thing that probably a lot of people struggle with. So since you're helping people through their struggles, what are the struggles that you face doing this with YouTube? So from a YouTube perspective, um, you know, you get those people who come in and they want to criticize and attack and so on and so forth. Um, but to me, that's minimal. I don't even care about that. Um, <laughs> because the, the, the percentage of people who are supportive is so much bigger. But um, outside of that, though, you know, there were technical issues I had to figure out. I'm still figuring out some of that. Um, <laughs> there are, there's the issue that I'm 44 years old. And let's be honest, that's probably far above the age of most YouTubers on average. Um, uh, there's the fact that, you know, I don't have a model face. I don't, I don't look like somebody who should be on video, <laughs> but nobody does these days. You don't have to look like that. You don't have to look, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not super skinny. <laughs> I'm not uh, in any way what one would look at. Nobody looks at me and goes, oh, that girl's on, on video, on TV or whatever. <laughs> nobody does. And so that was a big mind thing I had to get over. But from a, you know, from a perspective of someone who herself is an abuse survivor, you know, putting yourself out there and telling your story and being uh, vulnerable, it's very difficult. But it's something that I feel compelled to do because I am, I'm, I'm driven. It, again, I, like I told you, it's not something that I freaking chose. It chose me. Um, and I, I know I'm supposed to be doing this. I have no doubt in my mind. This is my mission. I think the fact that so many people have come to you because they've needed help proves that yeah. you're not alone and they probably needed someone like you to help them through that. Exactly. And it's, you know, and you know, one more YouTube challenge that comes up is, is the imitation that happens because the more I grow, the more I see other people literally like sometimes almost, almost word for word redoing my videos <laughs> or um, imitating my entire channel channel or one person in particular, I've seen it more than once actually, but one in particular right now, 
using my name in their tags, my name, <laughs> my legal name, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, uh, and I don't like that, but I have to just ignore it because there's nothing I can do, even though it is against apparently terms of service, according to certain YouTube experts that we know. So, um, what, are, so what are you doing to kind of overcome these struggles? Like dealing with maybe a little bit of like an imposter syndrome from yourself of being like, Oh, I'm not worthy of being on camera, but I have to be there for this community or, or people taking from you or the, maybe the, the few, the hate, like how did you get to the place that you are about being like, haters going to hate kind of a thing. Like obviously you're a hundred thousand subs deep. So it's a, right. sort of like, it just rolls off your back, but I'm sure there was a lot that you had to do to get there. It was totally hard at first. Um, it was, and, but you know what it is, Desiree, it's about, it's about the people that I'm actually helping. It's about them because those people, it's a community around me. I'm like getting goosebumps just talking about it. It's this, it's this, actual community of people and every single one of them this is going to sound narcissistic <laughs> but it's not every single one of them is in some way a version of myself does that make sense and i don't mean to say that they're all angie <laughs> or that they all are five feet tall and whatever have big butts but <laughs> but but what i'm saying is that they are all people who have survived some form of narcissistic abuse and they can relate to me and I can relate to them on a level that's deep. What I get from that is when they, when they reach out to me and they say, oh my gosh, I watched this video of yours and it changed my life or it helped me or it saved my life. Or, and, and I'm not, not kidding when I tell you I get those every day. It affirms me and it validates me and it says, keep going. And so when you get enough of that, which as you can imagine, um, with 112,000 now, um, <laughs> I got a lot of that. And, and that, that affirmation of you're on the right track, it's, it's all I need, you know, because it, it helps and it's overwhelming at times. Don't get me wrong. And I would, I would talk about that if you want, but, um, but it's, it's powerful to know that something that I've said or done has helped another person in a, in a big way. That's, that's how I got past it. I just, you know, I could sit around and be like, I can't tell you how many people have called me fat <laughs> or who've called me um, stupid or many other terrible words that I won't say right now. Um, but I don't, those aren't my people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I just keep going. And, and I, I used to like feel really upset about some of the things. Uh, and then at one point I made this video because I had this woman come on <laughs> and, and when I first started my channel, I was just sitting there on my front porch with my phone without makeup. I had just gotten up out of bed and I was talking to, to the people while I had my coffee and it was working out really well. <laughs> um, people liked it, but it, it was too, I had to, I had to grow it, grow up from there. But, but at that time, that's what I was doing. And this woman came on and she said, I, I don't know what you're doing trying to help people here. She said, look at you. You're a hot mess. You know, your hair's crazy and your face is looking all whatever. And, you know, you're overweight and you're this and you're that. All these horrible things. Oh, my gosh. Initially, my, my instinct was just like pull way back and just, you know, freak out. And that's probably what she wanted. But then this other part of me, because I've, you know, been healing for a long time now and 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 I was feeling pretty strong and so what I did was I responded to her with a video and and I and I 
title entitled it something like dear haters here's the video I promised you or something dear hater here's the video I promised you and I just told her about herself in a very nice way I didn't even tell her about herself I told her about the way that you know that as a survivor me going on camera without makeup was one step toward taking back myself because I could not imagine even leaving the house without makeup you know and to put my <laughs> imperfectness on video it was a it was a challenge to me uh, to get past certain self-esteem issues that I had, you know. So basically, I ended up saying at the end of the video, thank you for, you know, reminding me that I am strong enough to not give a poop what you think and so on and so forth. And, and for the reminding the rest of us what really meant. I don't know. It was a really good video. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just... Uh, I just said, go ahead and, and tear me apart if you want to. I'm not here for you. I'm here for people who actually, you know, enjoy the videos and, and get help from it. And that's what it comes down to. These days, I don't respond anymore when people say things that are just mean and hateful for no reason. Now, if they say something that's critical but constructive, I take it and run with it. And I feel like that's actually a, a helpful thing, even if they say it a little snotty. But if they're just tearing me apart as a person for no reason or telling me I'm fat what does that have to do with anything you know what I mean yeah <laughs> like, no I totally get that like your your value I mean first of all I think everyone man woman fat large deformed any any like any person mm -hmm. like they're beautiful because they exist and they Great. mean something to somebody somewhere and for anybody to just say mean things about them for no reason right is just it's a reflection of them. But what Absolutely. I love about what you've been saying is like how you do this for your community and how they're the ones that have helped you overcome the struggles and that you show up for them and be there for them. I think that that's something that we creators all aspire for, or we have like, you know, those people that watch our videos avidly and like, there are like our, you know, hashtag top friends and yeah all that kind of stuff like I would probably I feel like that would probably be one of the coolest things about being on YouTube is like you brought this group of people together because of who you are like 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 to give guys perspective like 112,000 people that's almost as big as the University of Michigan's football stadium which is the biggest football stadium in the world wow so <laughs> like that's a lot of people in a room. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so Very that's a true. lot of people you've helped, right? Yeah. I just wanted to take a quick minute and thank you for listening with a little something something from TubeBuddy. If you don't know, TubeBuddy is a free browser extension and mobile app for your YouTube account that helps you with finding the best keywords, create titles, A-B test your thumbnails, provides you with analytics, milestones, reporting, and so much more. If you have been inspired by the stories in today's podcast and you're ready to start creating, you don't want to do it without TubeBuddy. Get signed up with this free service at TubeBuddy.com forward slash women. So yep. you've touched on some of these things like um, appearance and um, weight and things like that, which I think that we universally as women can be like, yep, we've all been there. I'm fairly positive that even like, you know, Duchess Kate and Supermodel Giselle have all had their moments of just like insecurities where they're just like, ugh, sure. I'm just not feeling it today. Mm -hmm. But have you had to face anything um, 
that you don't think a man has had to face mm. with you with be, by being a woman creator on the internet? Yeah, I think, well, for one thing, you, you know, you get your, I don't know, you want to call them stalkers, um, <laughs> but you get people that, that decide, you know, they're in love with you, which is weird to me because, <laughs> but I've had a few of those and some of them a little creepy, um, but mostly nice people that just, you know, were misdirecting their feelings. Um, but, but mostly it's been, um, people, well, when I first started the channel, I was only talking to women and I had a lot of men come and say, well, men, you know, men need, need this too. So I, I started talking to both men and women. <laughs> that was helpful. Um, but only about 27% of my audience is male. Um, and it's a certain type of man typically who, you know, the more sensitive guys who, who typically find themselves in these relationships. Um, um, and and admit it to themselves <laughs> um, but then but then the other thing is here's an example I did a series uh, two video series only on MGTOW have you heard of this I have not oh girl um, <laughs> men going their own way uh, and apparently this philosophy or or something where they they hate they don't they live their lives without women. And my theory was that they're doing this because they've been deeply hurt by women and I would suspect some of them to be narcissists. Well, that is the case for a percentage of them. I did a little pre-search where I <laughs> tweeted and talked to a few people who were at, you know, actively MGTOW, um, M-G-T-O-W, and, and I had positive conversations, no trouble. So I thought, okay. So I did some research, I did a video, I was very, very respectful to the movement, and I said, you know, what I thought about it, and I explained as much as I could tell as it was, and oh, by the way, it's not a movement, it's it's a philosophy or a way of life, as I was told repeatedly, um, and in that, when I did the first video, I had a lot of positives, positive feedback, but so much negative feedback from, uh, apparently there is a percentage of these people who just just hate women and, and say horrible, horrible, horrible things to women. You know, I can't even repeat some of the things that they said. Um, and it was, you know, of course, I was too old for for a lot of them. Um, they they said I was a, you know, they said a lot of really offensive things, and they, you know, of course, about my appearance and my weight and my age, uh, but also that I, you know, clearly. I was speaking very carefully, very, I, I, I feel like I was pretty eloquent in the video. I was clear and not judgmental at all. But w many of them without even watching it instantly attacked. And then there were thousands of comments. They're probably, they're still coming now. <laughs> and I did this video like a year ago. Uh, and, and there's another, then I did a follow-up where I basically responded to, you know, the most commonly asked questions or you know most common comments of all of those comments and the same thing happened of course more attacks and more you know going after my appearance and my weight and my my age and my femininity at all in general you know <laughs> so it was a pretty pretty tragic not tragic it was pretty uh i had to be like bulletproof 
to get through it. And I was like, I get through it just fine. I laughed a lot. Um, but so do I, you think that the only reason that you had to deal with this is because like you had researched a topic to try and like bring light to it and give your thoughts on it. And because of you being a woman and all this stuff, like you were attacked, like almost because in this felt, like, case, you didn't understand or case it was, yeah, in this case, it was literally because I was a woman and I was talking about this topic directly and they told me so. They told me I had no right to talk about it. And I wasn't even stating my opinions except that I was trying to say, you know, these men, some of these men must have gone through, you know, really abusive situations because men get abused too. It's a fact. Yep. You know, and, and not all abuse is physical abuse. And so in order to sort of, and this was actually a requested video from one of my viewers. And, and so I thought, you know, okay. And they just attacked, you know, and then some of them would come in and be like, well, I don't see anything wrong with the way you look, but you're a woman and you're not allowed to talk about this or, you know, but I had a lot of positive comments as well from men and women. And then there were these w occasional women who <laughs> claimed to be women came in and, and tore me down just like the men did. Um, the whole thing is ridiculous, but that was probably one of the main things. And then of course, you know, just people who were, were in general anti-woman that never helps, you know? No, that, that um, doesn't but, ever help anybody. Right. Anti-anyone in attack is just counterproductive. Absolutely. So to get a little bit more of like a 3000 foot sort of view on things, why do you think with YouTube, we there's a struggle or almost like a controversy or, you know, just like this, like, ugh, around representation. Like you were just talking about how like you were attacked about uh, educating people about a topic about something that I had never heard of this. I'm sure some of our listeners had never heard of it. And like, because you're a woman, they just like completely devalued you, devalued you and what you had to say, you're just trying to bring light to it. And it's like, you can't come here. Like you can't be represented here. You know, so like from a bigger picture, why do you think representation is such a struggle on YouTube right now? It's a good question. I mean, I think it's in some ways it's almost a cross section of society. If we're being honest, um, I think in my particular case, like I said, 76% or 74% of my audience is female. Um, and above the age of, you know, 24, 25, going up to 65 or whatever. Um, so I don't, I, I see the women, I see them. <laughs> um, but I, I feel what you're saying. And I, I do. Um, and I do, I watch men and women on YouTube, of course. Um, but I think, I think one issue that we're having is with, I think women in general, we always have double <laughs> responsibilities when we have marriages and children and or children. Uh, we're always the ones that have to, not always, but statistically women do more housework, women do more of the childcare and women still often work full-time jobs in addition to all of that. Not always, but often. And, and I think there's that factor. Um, I think being represented in, in the viewership, you know, I, that's a number of, there could be a number of things there, why that isn't happening. I'm, like I said, I'm not seeing that. Um, but I, I definitely talk to a, a, a lot, the older people. <laughs> yeah, I'm not talking to the teenagers, you know, I'm not talking to the younger people as much. I'm talking to people who have been through 
relationships or people. Now I do have a, a small percentage of younger viewers because of the fact that I, I talk about narcissistic parents. Um, but I, I don't really even feel comfortable trying to help anyone under 18 for the most part. And I won't coach anyone under 18. Um, because I, I feel like they have different things to concern themselves with at that age. And I don't want to do anything to, you know, because teenagers are sometimes just angry people, even when they're not in a bad situation. So I, I don't want to give anyone any false information. <laughs> I, I think I'm off, off topic here, but, um, bottom line, as far as the representation goes, um, I guess I'm not seeing it from the same perspective perspective that you are probably because in your I'm guessing maybe you talk to some a, a, a broader age group some of the younger people as well would be more interested in some of the stuff you talk about on YouTube which by the way I've seen some of your videos um, and I've really enjoyed them so <laughs> thank yeah. you anyway so, okay yeah. so let's like let's let's get into some nitty-gritty some details so what are your favorite tools that you use to help make your videos Okay. Um, so I use, this is probably this. I, I tried, what is it? Everybody likes uh, the Adobe. What is it? Um, Adobe Premiere. Yeah. The Premiere Pro Plus cut, whatever it was. I don't know what it is. <laughs> well, there's Adobe it. Premiere for, yeah. for both Apple and Mac. Then there's final cut for Mac. final final. No. Okay. It wasn't that then. Anyway, it was whatever the Adobe thing is. I, tried that. I hate it. It's too hard. I tried um, <laughs> several other things. They didn't have features, but I use Camtasia and, and it's so easy for me and I'm so used to it <laughs> that I've bought three versions so far um, each time, you know, they, they, they make a new one. So I, I find it simple and effective for what I'm using it for. I, there are some flaws with it. Um, like you can't use filters. Um, it doesn't have any. <laughs> you, know, you can make your own, I guess, but uh, but pretty much outside of filters, I can do almost anything else I want to do in Camtasia. And since most of my videos are kind of talking head videos, it's fine for that. So I, I like that. Like I said, I've, sorry, I've, I've tried to switch <laughs> to something better because I feel like I should upgrade, but yeah, I don't. Um, so that's my editor. What works for you. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're doing the right thing, man. So like what do you, it. what do you film with? Well, I, <laughs> I have all of the expensive cameras and I don't use any of them. Um, <laughs> again, I thought I should upgrade and I tried and I'm not good at it. So I use a 1080p webcam. <laughs> it works fine most of the time. Um, and I, and I typically, this is really, really, uh, I typically use zoom to record, which I know is weird, but it allows me certain things like, I don't have to pop up a green screen if I want to use a certain kind of a background or whatever, because now Zoom has a thing where you don't need a green screen. And so little things like that, but I find it to be, um, I just basically open a private meeting and I do the recording and then I download the video and I edit it from there. And it's, it's just simple. So nice. You know what? We're all looking for new ways to do it. Like I said, you found a way that works for you. It sounds like you found like a very cost effective, way to do it as well so nice yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, I, oh go ahead no no i was just gonna say it's it's ridiculous because i've bought all the things and i just still end up using the simple things because that's just easier <laughs> anyway yeah. go ahead i have a whole shelf full of equipment i'm like what am i gonna do with this Cause i don't <laughs> like i i try to get in with the like the 360 lens thing and i got in with the like the gimbal and i'm like 
Um, <laughs> it's a lot. I, I, I know. I yeah, yeah. I do put lights up. That's the only thing. I, lights, and I use it. I use a real microphone. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> the rest yeah. is just. Yeah. So, what do you think is the most important thing anyone getting started with YouTube should be doing? Um, starting, they should start. Um, I one of the things that I I found is that you know, I wasted probably a year not doing YouTube when, when I realized what my niche was. And, and I, I could have jumped right on and I ended up literally, like I told you, sitting on my front porch holding my phone <laughs> after I put my face out there the first time. Um, I used to just do slideshow videos of voiceovers and then I started doing, you know, the, the vlogs sort of thing where I would sit on my front porch and drink coffee and tell them about different topics. And that was very much more appreciated that simple thing rather than a more structured let me read you my article kind of thing <laughs> so I have no idea why no I'm just kidding so I guess my point is um just start with what you have and I know that everybody says that but it's true and and I think Sean Cannell's the one that always says your first video is your worst video and that's the truth but everybody's got to have a worse video so just do it <laughs> um and I think what beyond that you know again don't overthink it don't make it so difficult to make a video that you know it takes you know just do it just pick up your phone and start talking and and then when you start to make money then buy new equipment and don't use it like I do um no, I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I have so much equipment um but but yeah just just do it just start and and don't be afraid and remember that nobody on YouTube is perfect and and in fact some of the most i mean look look i'm going to say something that's going to be a little controversial right now but if you saw casey neistat walking down the street and you didn't know he was casey neistat would you honestly think he's attractive maybe not <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm not saying he's unattractive but i'm saying he has a very unique face and and what i'm saying is nobody on youtube i mean i'm sure there are people on youtube who are perfect but very few of them <laughs> <laughs> and and anybody who's successful is is vulnerable and flawed like everybody else anybody who's truly successful even like jake paul with his anger issues or whatever you know what i mean like everybody's got something so just go out there and do it and don't worry i mean have you seen some of these people who there are these people with millions of subscribers who are like like they they go on video and they just eat and they're very very um you can tell if you look at them that that's that they like to eat is that a nice way to say it because i'm not trying to talk about anybody's body but there's no limit to what you can do if you just your audience is out there as long as you're doing something that is legal and not incredibly harmful to anyone or offensive to any group you can make it on youtube that's a challenge can i bring this up really quick or are we gonna Go ahead. Go nuts. You're fine. Talk away. Okay. The demonetization thing that's happening. Um, not only, I mean, I thank goodness I'm not talking to kids. So that's not, the current issue is not an issue for me where they're demonetizing those people. But, but talking about, you know, my, my topic, my niche is narcissistic abuse recovery. And if I use the word abuse in my titles or my thumbnail or my tags, demonetized if I use a lot of other you know the word trauma or the word love bombing 
tracking or you know any of uh, several other keywords that I would use in my you know to not say negative things but to talk about how to identify it and get over it and get through it it's a problem I've been demonetized even for talking about alternative healing ideas and for bringing on a therapist who talked about why therapists aren't always the right people to help you with this because they're not educated about this <laughs> it's like you can't it's it, it's a game almost you, you have to kind of figure out how to make your point without um, uh, saying the words that you need to say to make your point. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, no, anyway. the ad world's a mess right now. That is for sure. Right. Everyone, sure. I think just like all the platforms are confused and trying things and they're just, they're lost. They're going through their uh, adolescence, right? Indeed. So their teenager years. <laughs> yeah. So what, what do you think one of the most overlooked details or mistakes that most YouTubers make especially in the beginning i think and this is going to sound harsh but i did it too uh talking about your life too much talking about yourself too much um and what i mean is not in reference to your topic like if i told my stories of you know going through the abuse or whatever that was okay but um if, if, if when i first started i was talking about like you know so here's what i'm doing with my family right now here's the thing i'm doing i was trying to vlog in addition to my niche like to I thought it made me more human and I I don't know why I thought anyone would give a crap about me uh, they didn't and they still don't I mean they some you know I have some people who would be interested a percentage you know but but what I've learned in, and what I would tell everybody is get in there with a niche a very specific niche don't try to be anything other than the person who informs them of <laughs> of that niche of, of whatever it is and it and and Yes, tell stories if they're related to the niche. Don't tell stories that aren't related. They don't care about your family. They don't care about your house. They don't care about that stuff. And I know that it sounds harsh to say that, but that's the honest truth. They it, only came. They came to you for a reason. Right. They don't want to hear about all the other stuff. They want you to jump right into the topic, start talking, tell them what they need to know so they can move on with their lives. And once I realized that, I saw a big increase, a fast increase. Now, when I first started, I, I, I was growing quickly compared to other people. And I don't mean to say that like, in, like I'm better than, because there are lots of people who grew faster than me. <laughs> um, but, but once I dropped all the fluff and I stopped with all the, you know, minute long intro and, you know, instead of the three second one I have now, um, or the, you know, personal details that they don't care about. Once I recognized you know, how to give the audience exactly what they want. And I'm still trying to tweak that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not perfect yet, but not that I will ever be perfect. Um, it's all, that's the thing. It's always a learning evolving game. So while I say, yes, pick up your, your phone and start talking, definitely do that. But also as soon as possible, recognize your niche, recognize what it is that they, people want from you and give them more of that. And, and if you can do that, you can, you know, you almost can't fail, <laughs> you know, upload consistently. Um, I don't think it's necessary. I know a lot of people say upload on a specific schedule and I've done that. And I've also done it a different way where I don't do that. I just upload, you know, once a week or twice a week or whatever. Um, and that works fine. I originally was doing daily. Oh my gosh. I was doing daily morning vlogs and then I would come back and do an afternoon video. That was ridiculous. Um, that, that sounds a little crazy, but I, crazy. I was doing three videos a week and a podcast. So yeah. I mean, I'm in that mutual group yeah. of just like self-loathing. Oh yeah. Horrible. 
daily videos twice a day, awful. Went down to once a day, it felt a little doable. Um, right now I am doing, I'm getting ready to go back to two videos a week. I've been doing about one video a week plus a live stream every other week on my channel and then every other week on somebody else's channel, like a collab thing we do ongoing. Um, but yeah, I would say, I would say as you get better at making videos, you want to do quality videos over quantity. Um, that was, and the algorithm has really recently changed to favor that, which is awesome. Um, yeah. It, it used to, yeah. So a lot of really positive things can come from just the rules. You know, like, um, <laughs> like Brian G always says, Brian G Johnson, you know, there really is a formula to it, truly. And if you can get it, you know, get yourself going, get your community built, be part of it, um, be involved with it and do your niche, you know, no, no, don't, <laughs> everybody says, oh, I don't want to just pick one topic. I have a lot of interests. Of course you have a lot of interests. So do I, <laughs> and so does everybody else. You know what I'm saying? We all do. Everybody, nobody's like, I do you, I just want to say to people, do you really think that I want to sit around and only talk about narcissistic abuse recovery? No, but, but that's what my audience wants. And so I talk about that and the, 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 the topics around that, you know what I'm saying? And, and things that are interesting to people who want to know about that stuff. And, and, but everybody wants a variety channel. Everybody wants to be a vlogger. Everybody wants to, you know, talk about, <laughs> And then a lot of these coaches, they, they come out and they're like, you know, well, I, I just, I want to help people or I want to, I want to help people make their life better. Or I, I want to help people, you know, find their power or whatever. But these are generic things really. And you can't be Tony Robbins or Oprah unless you already are those people. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so like, if you're going to come out and you're going to start a channel, you know, you got to hook people even at a hundred thousand subscribers. I cannot just talk about whatever I want. <laughs> and if I do, you'll see a drop in my views. That's how it works. Now, maybe when I'm Casey Neistat, which I will never be, um, <laughs> you know, maybe when I'm somebody who is a million subscribers, maybe then I'll have a little more ability to do that. But even then, you know, you see it, you can watch it. People who go too far off topic, who don't have, you know, they, they either get criticized or they get ignored you know, um, unless you're millions and millions of subscribers. Um, so I, I guess I went way off topic again, but there it is. <laughs> there it is. Right. No, it's totally fine. So do you think that there is room for new creators? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm always telling people how they could change their life by starting a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, because the fact is that, I mean, with billions of viewers out there, you know what I mean? And, and even, even within the same niche, I mean, I collaborate with many people in my niche um, because what you have is that you might have 17 people talking about one topic, but maybe only one or two of those people resonate with you. And everybody, you know, some people don't resonate with me and I'm okay with that because those aren't my people. I'm not talking to them. And that's what I guess my point is you know, know who you're talking to and, and don't talk to anyone else when you're talking, even though you're looking right in the camera and you're talking to the whole world, you're not really, you're talking to somebody 
who resonates with you. You know, you're talking to somebody who, who feels you on that topic and who likes the way that you present that topic or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, plenty of room. Awesome. Well, how can people follow you on YouTube, Angie? Um, YouTube.com slash Angie Atkinson or queenbeing.tv uh, re redirects to my channel queenbeing.tv <laughs> awesome thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to talk to us today and for sharing your genius with us <laughs> thank you for listening to the women of youtube podcast we would love to know what you thought about this latest episode so make sure to tag us with hashtag women of youtube with your thoughts and if you really love this episode be sure to leave us a review on itunes to make the podcast gods and phil over at tube buddy happy